naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. show started. So this is episode 189. It's the end of the world as we know it. So I want to give thanks to our ancestors. I'm lighting this candle, giving thanks for those who came before us, those who trailblazed, those who made it possible for us to be here. Us to be here. Not always a pretty picture, but picture nonetheless. Give thanks for that. We'll let this candle stay lit as the show continues. <sighs> Great Spirit, I ask that you guide us in the show. Guide us to say the things we need to say. Help us to work through the energy. Help me to be clear in your message. Help me to be clear in my heart, my spirit, my soul. And to guide us with our ancestors behind us, next to us, working with us. Uh -huh. Okay. Of course, we're going to light a little Palo Santo. You actually cut your palacento in half, take a knife, and chop it, you get two palacento. And it actually burns better when it's thinner. Mm. Wow, this stuff smells great. Give thanks to the Palo Santo for its contribution. So I want to welcome everybody to the show. It's uh, September 1st. Hard to believe that we're already here and then the month is uh, of August is complete and it's over. Um, just felt like it got started. It's kind of crazy how that works. But um, either way, wow, we're cruising right through the year. And we're getting closer to fall and things are starting to a bit and we're starting to get into those different types of energy. The summer fun energy is kind of waning now. We're kind of finishing up our summer gigs, some of us. Our last uh, outdoor drum circle at Griggs is coming up here this Saturday, September 2nd, 2023. So that's going to be kind of a hit and miss because sometimes the weather stays nice and we might might throw one in there just out of the blue but for now this is the last scheduled one that i have on the calendar because my my schedule becomes very busy with other events and other things that come up as well so we'll see how it all plays out either way so we are here in columbus ohio for those of you who don't know i am part of the condor eagle society the nemanha and uh and I do my shamanic work here in Columbus. I, I teach drumming. I drum different uh, organizations and facilities and for different organizations. And I also am a soccer coach, Coach uh, Jones Middle School, for those of you who didn't know. I've been there for almost 23 years and pretty excited that, uh, you know, the season started August 1st. And uh, we're kind of halfway through the this uh, coaching season. This will be the last month. This will be what we'll be rolling through. But, uh, that's kind of how it goes. It's as fast as it shoots in. It's as quickly as it goes. So give thanks for that. Just working with those young boys and trying to see them grow and get them in a place of where they can do better for themselves. You know, sometimes they find themselves in situations where, you know, they're just little boys and they do stuff. 
and <clears throat> they find themselves uh in learning lessons very quickly and very fast and so that's kind of how life is life puts us in those situations and you know sometimes we succeed sometimes we don't but nonetheless so i my my topic today was just um it's the end of the world as we know it in every generation when they're doing their uh you know they're evolving into different decades and moving into different frames of their life you know it's 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 the end of the world and you know it's it's changing some would literally say that the world is ending the world is changing and it, that it, you know it's armageddon and all kinds of things are going to happen but you know i was reading some articles today about how the great depression and all the things that happened there but they actually were saying that we're actually more more depressed in this era compared to the great depression that our standards of living are actually you know the cost of living is way higher than it was during the great depression and i found that pretty fascinating that, that you know even though you know we we pay more for housing we pay more for gas we pay more for just about everything and yet we don't see it because we're just in our lives right we're living through it so we're coming into these new energies these new ener this new phases and you know, I remember when uh, 2020, the Mayan calendar and all that came around and everybody was, it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to end, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if you remember the story of the Mayan calendar and how that all worked, it was actually about an acceleration, a growth, a development, how the next groups of people would evolve and channel through and move through that energy. The things would simultaneously and instantly evolve much faster and quicker that it was doing than it did before and you know it's hard for people to see it sometimes but this is what happens you know it happens like that you know people move through this energy and you know we have expectations and things that we think are going to happen and we're not sure if that's going to happen but nonetheless it happens and um you know we kind of put in this image in our head that uh, things are supposed to happen in a weird strange magical way or whatever but Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes the energies uh, just open up in a way that we can't even explain. You know, for one thing, technology has, you know, just grown leaps and bounds. The technology that we have today is much more advanced than the technology that we had back then. You know, part of me is like, did we really go to the moon? You know, because we can hardly get people to the moon now. We can hardly get rockets to the moon now. So I find it very interesting that, you know, we were able to travel into space and land men on the moon. You know, I'm not here to cause controversy, but it just makes me think, you know, makes me wonder, you know, that we have cell phones now. We were able to communicate and yet we were able to communicate from space, from earth to space in a way that is, you know, crystal clear, I guess. We could hardly have, you know, good self-service, let alone a landline, you know, that we were having issues with that but i'm not trying to stir uh hornet's nest here because for a lot of people the moon landing was real and they believe that happened i'm not too sure i'm not saying yes or no i just have my my brothers about it because just just because of the the the, the advancement of technology and what they had there versus what we have now and what we've learned and where we're at. You know, I'm not saying that man can't do it. It's like saying the pyramids were built by aliens, right? They weren't necessarily built by aliens. I think they were built by human beings who were just really smart and really intelligent and knew what to do. We don't give human beings enough credit. But hey, what do I know? What do I know? But, um, you know, there's all kinds of things. We have all, you know, all these conspiracy theories, you know, of things that happen and things that we can't explain sometimes. And quite frankly, I think that's what conspiracy theories do. When we can't explain something in a natural form and natural way, because we have such dis disdain or distrust of our personal government and how they do things and how they approach things. We create these stories in our minds of how maybe this is what it really, how it really plays out. So the world as we know it is completely different. The world that I I grew up in is not nearly the same or not even close to the world where my kids grew up or my grandkids grew growing up in. 
you know, most of us here, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. We didn't have any of this technology than just our brain power to figure out and process things. Sure, there was computers, but those were for the selected few people or it was inside a big room, you know, the size of my basement, you know, and now the computer, the phone is, is, is as powerful as that computer that was built in my basement. So, you know, we, we had a lot of disclosure stuff, you know, we have a lot of things that are, have been coming out here, you know, in the news about aliens and how they're communicating and how they're here and how they've been here. You know, I'm neither going to say yes or no. I don't know. Not that I need proof to know that aliens are here. In my heart, I do believe that extraterrestrials or interterrestrials do reside on our planet, and they have been here for a long time. I do believe that um, we do have uh, communication with them. They walk among us. They live with us. We don't know who they are. They know who they are. And that's the way like, they like to keep it. Could they conquer us? Maybe they already have. Maybe the illusion is that we've, that we're going to be conquered. No, we've been conquered a long time ago. Our, our, the conquest of humanity has happened many eons ago. And the system that's been implemented and put in place is what we, we live in. That's why we don't see it. That's why we don't feel it. That's why we, we're not so concerned about it. That's, you know, cause when you ask people about aliens, no one gets, no one gets freaked out anymore. Nobody has this, <clears throat> oh, wow, aliens. It's the, it's the contrary, you know, the contrary is that, you know, oh, okay, cool. Well, aliens, you know, big deal. Could it be that we just watch so many movies or we're, we're so connected to science fiction and the things that are different than us that that way it doesn't make so much sense to us anymore. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. But our world's different. You know, the world that, you know, that every generation has their, their thing. You know, every generation thinks that they're better, they're stronger, they're faster. Like saying, oh, I got a wheel, I got to make a better wheel. Well, you can improve on the wheel, right? The wheel still goes round. Regardless of what it is, it's still round, still rolls. Different variations of that happen, you know, where they add, you know, technology to it, a different type of material to it. And those are kind of things that change. Those are the kind of things that are different. Those are the kind of things that, you know, we, you know, I'm talking about. So in this generation, which I'm part, I'm in this generation with this generational uh, upcoming of people, young people. And they see the world, you know, sometimes I see how they respond to us. And sometimes they accuse us and they, they, they say that we didn't take care of the earth. Granted, it is our responsibility to make sure that it's sustainable and that it's good for the next generation. But at what time and what part, you know, does that mean that we just have to be totally responsible for it? Because the responsibility falls on the next generation, right? So what was our responsibility? You know, we have to look at it. Our responsibility is to make sure that we stayed in the flow, stayed in the energy, stayed, uh, you know, superpower per se you know because every generation looks at the world differently we've had world world wars humanity has fought humanity has killed you know and people have done it in the name of god people have done it just because they felt that they were entitled to you know we've enslaved people we've enslaved you know animals we've enslaved you know multitudes of folks because we are the winners of the wars you know, the indigenous people of this country suffered greatly at the hands of, you know, the aliens that came across the sea and, you know, put their muskets and their horses and their ships and started to change the dynamics and terraform the world to their liking because they did terraform the world. They brought their livestock here. They brought uh, plants here. They brought things that were not indigenous to these lands. So they affected, so it, man has been changing the world ever since man has been able to walk. The illusion is we think that man is doing something new and miraculously. We're not doing anything new or anything miraculously. 
We're just building upon and compounding on top of the things that are already here. You know, the next generation that comes, you know, they're going to accuse us and they're going to blame us for not doing enough. Um, I don't know if my generation, our generation, blames the baby boomers, you know, for not doing or not caring or not being part of it. You know, we just decided that we're just going to move and go into the energy and work with what we have versus blaming somebody for what we don't have. You know, sometimes you have to work with what you have. It's like a, it's like a challenge, right? It's like they put you in a, in a, in a cooking show and they put these, all these ingredients and you have to create something out of these ingredients. Life's the same way. Ingredients are thrown in front of us and we have to decide what we're going to do with these things. Can we survive? Can we live? Can we make something better of it? You know, we talk about global warming. We talk about global cooling. We talk about all these things. But can we survive? Can we adapt versus blaming and trying to, you know, discredit somebody? Can we usher in a new generation, a new world where we can do better? I believe we can. It's going to take some work, but, you know, there has to be a common, you know, commonality between people who say, okay, this is what, where we're at versus like, oh, my God, we were screwed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, every generation screwed somebody or blamed somebody for what's happened. There's all kinds of things that have happened to human, humans and humanity has been challenged to the brink of extinction. There are people who are extinct today because of just the ideologies and beliefs of others. You know, there are people here, there are animals here that no longer exist because of our doing. Because we felt well, we're better, we're stronger, we're faster. They can't conform, so they must go. Which is just, I mean, it's sad, but it happens. And we still do that today. We still do that today. We have a homeless population of people who live under bridges, who live in fields, in campaments. We don't see them because we're in our nice little cozy houses usually, but if we drive by and we, we run into them, that's one thing. But outside of humanity, there's there are people who have no home. There are people who have no food. There are people who are without. Why are that way? That's that's a good question. We don't really truly know why they are that way. And some of them choose to be that way, but very small percentage, very small percentage. The majority of the people who are there are there because something has happened in their life. Something has transform and change their lives in a way that radically has compromised their thinking, their ability, their feelings, their emotions. You know, we, we can sit here and talk about there's a homeless problem, but how do we solve the homeless problem? You know, if we're, if, if it's the end of the world as we know it, what would it be, if, what would it be, what would it mean to embrace and to bring people who are just, you know, dismembered from their lives and no longer part of, you know, society. And they want to be part of society. How do we bring them into the fold? How do you bring that in? How do you say, hey, we want you to be part of this? But here's the thing. We're so, humanity is so stuck in their own ego parts. And our ego plays such a big role in why we have all this suffering and why we see the world in a way that it is. Because... We can't discern, you know, that we're better or not better than this person. We can't separate ourselves. And we can't imagine that we could be like that. And we punish them and project onto them the feelings of us not wanting to be like them. The reason why a lot of people don't like homeless people is because they're deathly afraid that they could become homeless. You know, you're two or one paycheck away from being homeless. <clears throat> Most people don't or live paycheck to paycheck. You know, here we're in the strongest country in the world. We live paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, we've come to the point in this, in this evolution of, of America. I'm just talking about America in general that, you know, we don't fight for anything like we used to. We don't, we don't stand up for things like we used to. Sure. We stand up and we protest and we yell and we scream, we throw, we break things. 
but we really don't stand up for anything. Once the weekend warrior protesting things done, we go right back to our business. Why do I know? Because I've seen this. I've been involved in things. I've been in groups and watched them. I've seen people play out the emotions and the feelings, but yet do nothing about it. Many people talk, tell a good story, but do nothing. They stay in their cozy little houses and, you know, in their rich little neighborhoods. And when they come out and they go help a few people, and they think they've helped the world. You know, I'm not saying you have to be Mother Teresa and embed yourself into the, into the crowd and, and just do, you know, what Mother Teresa did or, or any person who's given their time to help people who are less fortunate. You know, we're all, we can all be less fortunate very quickly if we're not careful. So society changes because the people change. People adapt or people don't change at all. Just because you don't like what you see doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't work. And sometimes we change things because we don't want to do it that way. We want to do it differently. And the political system is a very good example of that. You have a president comes in, he has agendas and he makes things better. Another president comes in, he totally wipes it out and changes it because they don't like that guy or that gal. Happens all the time. You know, we watch it. We're, we're, we're witness to this. And this happens in every administration going down the line. It's, so this is nothing new. But yet we can't, we can't compound and build on that and say, hey, you know, let's build on this. Let's make it better. Because in the end, the people on the masses are the ones who suffer greatly when people who are in power have the control over us and dictate to us what's happening in the world. You know, most people don't have because the powers to be kind of want it that way. When you have people displaced, you have control of them. When you have people who are working paycheck to paycheck, you have control of them. You can dictate the terms. When, you know, the minimum wage is a certain amount, you have control of them. You know, you have CEOs that pay themselves millions and millions of dollars because they're the, the brain and thinking of what needs to be done. And then yeah, their employees work at a minimal because they have to make profit. They have to be able to cut costs. They have to be able to move and manufacture these things. There's just an unbalance in humanity. There's just an unbalance in humanity. Humans like to dominate other humans. Humans like to press onto humans and make them feel uncomfortable, make them feel what they need to feel. So I find it really interesting, you know, when people berate other people and hurt other people so they can feel strong, they can feel better. You know, you don't really gain anything when you hurt people, when you're like angry at people. The ally that you could have made and created, you're just destroying. Because people will shut down. People shut down automatically when they're berated, you know, treated wrong. They can't be an effective human being because of what's happening. But yet humans do this all the time. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. Some of us indirectly and some of us directly. Some of us didn't realize we were doing it. But the world that, that we have created, our ancestors created, is not the same world that we have today. You know, there are people who want to destroy the Constitution because it doesn't apply to modern day society. I don't know. Does it? Does it not? Depends who you ask. In this, in this world today, it depends who you ask. Everything in this world, it depends what you, who you ask. <clears throat> it depends who you align yourself with. You know, nothing's changed. It's, this has always been around. But if you align yourself with some team one and team two, you know, and even team one things are team one and team two things are team one or team two. Nobody wants to be two. They just want to be the team one. 
that's how crazy it gets. I mean, how can we see the world? We look at the world in the same group of people on the same patches of land and see something completely different than what another person sees. I think it's called fear. I think it's fearfulness. I think it's, you know, the lack of vision, the lack of understanding that, you know, it's fearful. There are people who are afraid of AI. I question AI versus that I'm afraid of it. The only thing that I'm afraid of it one day it will control and it will take over. How that looks like, what that looks like, what that smells like, what that tastes like, I don't know. It will happen. Because as humanity gives away their power, because we do give away our power, in order to automate our lives and make things better, we give away things. We give pieces and parts of ourselves. So artificial intelligence is just a creation of ours, right, that we make in our own image. We give it a, a framework to work from. It exposes it, you know, and it resets and it does what it needs to do. And it auto-focuses on what it has to focus. The auto-balance, the image settings that it creates in its artificial mind. And you can program something so powerful that it can believe that it's alive. We're alive, right? We believe that, you know, we're limited. We believe that we, we don't have gifts. Sometimes we believe we do. Sometimes we don't. Humans are gifted. All humans. Not no, There's not one human on this planet that's not gifted. That doesn't have something to offer to the world. But what happens is there are other people who don't feel like they're gifted. They don't feel like they're worthy. So they shoot everybody down with them so they can feel the worthiness and be all because misery enjoys company. And this is why you see, you know, a lot of the things you see in the world because people decide this guy, who's this guy? Who's this gal? Who, why do they think that they can? They're not even qualified. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's one thing if you're getting brain surgery, you want somebody who knows what they're doing, right? But these are specialized things where certain people have to learn certain traits. But the world is just full of critics. Full of foodies. Full of reviewers. Full of all kinds of people who think they have the answer or they, just because they have disdain or dislike for something, they will destroy it. This is true. This is a true story. I know this because I lived it, I experienced it, and I've seen it, and I've witnessed it. This is how petty humans can be. They would rather destroy everything that they have in order to be right. Did you hear what I said? They would rather destroy everything they have just to be right. That's kind of messed up, if you ask me. It's really messed up. Why, why would you do that? What's the point? It really bugs me when people do that. Just because they want to be right. You know, when people force their religion on you. No particular religion, but just when they force it. You know who they, people are. When they force on you. Oh, you have to. But this is the way it is. Is it? Nothing is nothing is concrete evident that it is. We think that it is because we've told ourselves that it was. And because we think the facts that we have in front of us is there. Excuse me. But it's not that way. You know, stories have been passed down from eons. And people just rewrite this story constantly. Oh no, but this story has not changed because it's this way, blah, blah, blah. Everything has changed. I can prove that fact because I work with kids. You can tell them one thing, by the time it gets to the last person, it's completely changed. 
right? Because it's the way we express ourselves. It's the way we talk. It's the way we communicate. It's the way we embrace the message. I really believe that hum humanity, before AI or anything, wars, will actually do themselves off because they're just, we're just stupid. We're dumb. We make some really poor choices. We make poor choices because others have made poor choices and we think we can do better. And then when we don't do better, we just continue, continue the lie. And that's what's crazy. You know, man goes to war. What's the point of war? We create these borders. We create these fictitious borders around the world. Because if we don't, that means other people will take. Because that has been proven that that happens. And this is why we have borders. Because we can't help ourselves to want more and more and more. Because we're locust-minded uh, humans that we think that if we can take it, we will. And so we sit here and we ponder and we look at it. And, you know, every generation has their, their stuff. No, I'm not depressed. I'm not upset about how things are going with life and how things are happening with this new group of, you know, people who are these young people who are deciding the fate of our future pretty soon. At some point, it will happen. But yet we have this old guard that has totally out of touch with what's happening in this moment because they're so delved in their old thinking and their old programming that it once they figure it out, it's kind of too late. So I wonder sometimes, when we have politicians that, you know, they, they overexceed their stay, meaning they are in office too long. Not to, not to say that, you know, old people can't be in office. It's like saying young people can't be in office because they don't have experience. But old person, you know, he's, he's he or she or she now now, so they, they're not competent enough to make the decisions. But this is what happens every day. This is where we're at right now. This is what's happening in our world. You know, we're going to make decisions here in the next next year where and how we're going to travel and with who we're going to travel and how we're going to travel into the next 10, 20 years, at least the next three or four, three or four years. We're going to travel and make decisions of how we want to be led. And for me, the problem, one of the biggest issues is that Humanity, especially in our country, is that we have a system that doesn't necessarily cater to everybody. The United States is an anomaly. It works because it's it's outside the bounds of the norms. You know, I remember when I was growing up, it was communism and it was democracy. You know, let's put a republic in someone else's country. Who will we support? You know, our government, and you know, you can do the research. You know, our government goes and interferes in other people's elections all the time. We're number one at that. You know, for me, it was no surprise to hear that there was election fraud here in this country. No surprise at all. Why should I be surprised? Why should that surprise you? Oh, my gosh. We're notorious to go into countries and want to put leaders in that we want, not that they want, what people want. This country is notorious to want to put leaders in. This is the end of the world as we know it. This is how we want the world to be. We'll get him out. We'll put them in. They work for us. Or at least they'll be in our favor. And this is how the game is. This is the game. This is the game of the world. Who can you get along with? Who are you willing to get along with? Do you want to get along with? You know, it's these are these are difficult questions. These are difficult difficult times. 
But in every generation, there's difficult times. This just happen to be our difficult times. We're on the brinks of things going very out of control. And we have some decisions to make here in the near future, how we want to see our world and our development of these of ourselves in our country to go in a certain way. And the reason I talk about this is because all this stuff affects everybody. Everything that I'm talking about affects everyone. No one is excluded. Nobody is on their little island in, in Lala woke or closed or awakening land or spiritual enlightenment land. Because no matter what happens, we all have needs and things that we have to have in order for us to survive in this on this patch of dirt that we call the USA. All of us. We all need it. All of us who live here. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. You know, when you look at this thing that happened in Maui, no one really truly knows how and what happened. At the first look, it's more like wires burned down, fields they've dropped or whatever. And then there's a whole protocol of stuff that just went haywire and wasn't followed properly. But yet this whole, this whole region burned. I mean, to the ground. I mean, it doesn't even exist anymore. It's just totally wiped out. Cars are melted from the heat, extreme heat. Which I don't, I can't figure that one out, but I know fires are hot. And I get it. And then you see all those reports and then, then everybody's opinions come out. Everybody's, everybody starts to side with, you know, where their energy fits best. Oh, FEMA workers getting paid thousands of dollars a night to stay in ho- five-star hotels. Is it true? Not true? You don't even know what's true anymore. If it's true, there's something wrong with that. Because the people who survived according to what I have witnessed and heard, is they only got $700 for their loss. Okay. All right. That bothers me. Number one, Hawaii was a, was a, a sovereign country, monarchy that was opposed by the United States government. The, gov- the United States government forcefully took Hawaii. And you know, you can't sit here and deny that it didn't happen. And you can't tell me, oh, that was a long time ago. That's because that's bullshit. Because I'll stop you right there. Because if that happened tomorrow, you know, in your house, someone says, I'm going to take your house. 25 years, 30 years later, I'm just going to go, well, you took my house. No, man, that's a long time ago. Don't worry about it. It's not yours anymore. It's mine now. You still don't get over that. You know, we sit here and we pretend like people should just get over shit. Let's just get over it. That was a long time ago. That news article is from 2020. I see that crap all the time. Somebody posts an article that's relevant, that happened, because somebody wants to talk about a point, and somebody will go, oh, but that was, that's an old post. That's not relevant now. It's always relevant especially when it's affecting masses of people. So if we want the world to be a certain way, we have to understand that, you know, the historical things about it also play out. You know, just humans may be one way a long time ago, but yet humans can be a certain way when they're, when they evolve through time. You know, sometimes we're judged by our our past actions because we did it versus, you know, we're not that person anymore. And a lot of times we get judged for that. And a lot of times we can go to jail for that. And there's some things from our actions that we should, you know, be responsible and stand up for and say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. But it's only convenient when it's whoever's got the power, whoever's in, in the power in that moment decides. 
you know, we have all these things that happen with elections. Uh, we have these things with voting. We also have these, these the, our president who's involved in political scandal. But yet everybody just ignores it. Everybody just pretends like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's the crap that destroys foundations. You'll let things slide one way, but you won't the other. Because you know what I'm telling you, man? When the things come to your house and knock on your door and that happens, like they said, I don't want to hear you crying. Because you knew better, but you didn't do anything about it. You know, everybody thinks that some people are bad this way or bad that way. And they probably are, and they probably can be. It's all relative, and it's all we decide how we see the world. The world is a reflection of who we are and how we project onto the world. The world doesn't show us. We draw from the world the pieces and parts that cater to our feelings and our emotions. You know, we see, we say, listen to a piece of music and we love it. We go see a band, we love it. But then the next person goes by, God, that's horrible. That's terrible. Why do you listen to that? And you try to explain to them, well, you know, it's, it's this and that, you know, you dance around a little bit. You try to explain to them, but yeah, nothing changes because in their mind, it's a piece of shit music. The music you love or the play you saw. And this is what humans do. As humans, we do this. We frame, reframe what works for us. <clears throat> him bad, him good, no good, him good, him bad. No, that's not this. This is yes, that's what. You know, we're dramatic. We're very dramatic about our feelings and emotions. But we could be loving, we could be caring if we truly wanted to be. But we choose, sometimes we don't choose to do that because it's too easy. And you know what? And sometimes we cannot be that way because no one was like that for us. And I hear that all the time. Well, no one treated me right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to act that way. You know? Why should I submit? Why should I give in? And it's not that you're giving in. Sometimes we have to say, hey, I'm going to look back. I'm going to step back and I'm going to look at this thing and we're going to approach it differently. You know, it's you want to be right or you want to you want to win, you want to be right. You know, that's, that's kind of what it's looking like. You know, right now we have a chance to make this a better world for everybody, not just here in this country. But we won't do it. We won't do it because we're too busy in our own lives. We're too busy doing what we have to do. We're too busy trying to survive. We're too busy trying to make sure that we get a paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. Because that's how they like us. Paycheck to paycheck. That's how they want us. They want to make sure that you are dependent. Sure. Who's they? Well, shit. That's all we talk about now is they, them, she, and So as soon as I say they... It's what we, I've always called them they. They the government. You know, when that was understood when I was growing up. When you said the word they, you were talking about the government. They want you like this. They meant that the rich people wanted you like that. When my generation spoke and we talked about the word they, they did it to us. Most people say, oh, that's the man. You know, it's kind of like that. You know, we understood what that meant. That term meant that. If you didn't hear, if you never knew that, you know now. You know, I was born in 66. Grew up in 70 and 80. You know, in the 90s, I was a young adult having children. So my perspective in life is completely different. You know, the way I interact for me, everything's been, for my generation, everything's been a learning curve. We had to come back and learn a lot of stuff. Because everything was progressing faster and quicker. It was after the Mayan calendar. They talk about progression, the speed of acceleration, the things were going to grow faster. Like I said earlier, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, we had a payphone. We had a quarter or a dime, depending what generation got me falling in. But, I, you know, I had 
It was a dime to a quarter. I had a quarter in my pocket. If I needed to call home, I called home. But that was only for emergency. You know, when the street lights were on, I was in trouble. I had to be back before the sunset if I was out. Now you can't even get kids to play. You can't even get kids to go outside and do. I can't even get my grandkids sometimes to do stuff. Unless you grab them and take them. You take a computer away from them, they freak out. You take their phone away from them, they freaking have a meltdown. It's crazy. I think it's changing a little bit, slightly. I think the generation that's coming in now, they're understanding that there has to be a balance. There was a disproportionate balance, out of balance, you know, with technology and humanity. And I think now humanity understands that there has to be a harmonious balance between the two because we're going to live with it. We need it, but we also can't have it own us and be dependent on us. Because if we, if we allow it to just take over and allow it for it to be the dominant force in our life, that's not good. Not good at all. You know, I'm looking forward to see what happens in, in the next five to 10 years. Every time we move into five to 10 years, I, I get older. <laughs> and so does some of my compatriots. You know, we all get a little bit older. Because that's that's the reality. The reality is, you know, one day, Iggy and a whole bunch of other people won't be here. You'll only have these videos, you know, to go back and listen to stories and and listen to how he felt or how they felt about how the world was. I look at my world and, you know, and I think it's an amazing world when we look for the amazing things in it. If we look for the crapola in it, we will find the crapola. But if we look for the beautiful things in this life, in this world, we'll find them. They're there. And we have to embrace them when we do find them. Yet it's just so disheartening to watch so many people who are just, who like to create dysfunction for no reason. You know? Because, number one, you, you don't agree with their philosophy, way of thinking. Or because, you know, in their heart, they're right. That even if they were wrong, they couldn't change their, their percep perception or perspective on that. You know, a wise person will always say, you know what? I may be wrong. And if I am wrong, my apologies. But it's all relative, right? Two plus two is not nine, right? So that's wrong. Those are absolutes. But in life's not like that way. Life's not like that. You know, we give us we give ourselves away a lot to fit into a mold to be part of something that we're not even aligned with. And I watch this every day. No, and, and politics and religion is probably the biggest part, biggest culprit of this. Well, it's better to join them, you know. Better be with them without them, you know. But you watch it, and it's like, my gosh, why do you align yourself with that if you don't even believe it? Because it's sometimes it's easier to be on the ship than off the ship and watching the ship floating down there and you're not on it. You know, I sit here and I'm like, man. And we pressure each other into stuff. Oh, if you don't vote, you're just giving away your vote to somebody else. I don't, you know, that's a hyperbole. You, that's, you, you think it's real, but it's not. In good conscience, it's better to not vote if it's not correct on either side. You'll send a song or a message if you don't versus that you do. Just because it's 
are, are given right to do that doesn't mean that it's going to be that it's correct way to do it. You also have the power and the restraint to say, no, I choose neither because neither one is correct. But we don't do that. We don't do that. We go with the lesser of the evils. We go with the group that is lesser than the other or better than the other in your own mind. That's such crap. When you can have so much more. You know, it's like taking, you know, it's like having two flavors of ice cream. Well, you can have vanilla or you can have chocolate. Make up your mind because that's all you have. Or you can have vanilla bean or vanilla swirl, you know, whatever. French vanilla or vanilla. What would you like? French vanilla or vanilla? They're both different, but they're both vanilla, right? I, I sat here. I see, you know, I, I watch. I'm a very big observer of humanity. I'm a big observer of what happens around me. And then I play out in my head <clears throat> what best fits me. And then sometimes if it doesn't fit me, I won't be part of it. I would rather stand by my belief system and say, nope, I don't agree with it. I'm not going to agree with that just because I have to, because if I don't, you're going to ridicule me and punish me for that. Punish me. Punish me all you want. But I'm not going to go and put my energy into something that I don't even believe in. Let, let alone this one. Because of this mentality. If you don't, then you are helping them. That's such a football mentality. That's such a sports mentality. The last time I heard things like that was like, well, don't you eat at your restaurant and don't go eat at another one's restaurant. Because then you're just dumping your money into their pocket, not yours. You test it out. You don't like it. It's fine. You know, usually you go eat another restaurant because you want to learn different techniques and different styles, how they do things. The humanity has become such a bandwagoner. Society's bandwagon. Everybody, society's become a bandwagoner mentality. When someone's winning, everybody jumps on. Oh, but as soon as someone's losing, everybody jumps off. And that's kind of always been that way to some degree. Oh, they suck. Oh, no, you know. You know, the thing is, as long as people aren't hurting people and they have their beliefs, that's one thing. And if you think that people are just going to do whatever you want them to do, they're not going to do whatever they want to do. People are creatures of habit. They do the same thing over. And this is why we continue getting the same thing, because you know what? We've been programmed. We've been told that this is what we have to do. If you don't support this and you don't follow that, then you're not, you're not part of the gang and you're screwing the gang. And people believe this crap. People believe this stuff. I don't know. The world's changing every day. You know, the world's changing every day, and every day we can adapt and we can change with it, or we can be left behind. And when you change with it, you have to change with with a caliber or an understanding that, you know what, you have to have flexibility. You have to be able to see both sides of the fence. You can't just be one-sided. You have to understand why your brother, your sister is this way and why you are this way. The wise person will always under try to understand both sides, my side and the side of the other. doesn't mean that you have to go to the other because sometimes the other will never see your side. But a person who's wise in their years goes, okay, I see why they act this way. I understand why they feel this way. It's not for me, but I can see why they feel that way, but it doesn't resonate with me. But I honor that they feel that way, that they feel that way. And I respect that they're going to be that way. No, everybody's like, oh, they're just racist. They're just assholes. 
Those people don't know what they're talking about. You know? That's all you hear anymore. There's no conversation. Nobody talks. Nobody converses. I hardly hear it. I hardly. And nobody really wants to even touch it. Nobody wants to go there. Everybody's so afraid to get hurt. And so afraid that someone's going to hurt them or, or someone's going to belittle them and make them feel, you know, small for their belief. You know, I'm a firm believer. If you believe something, believe in it. And just understand that everybody's going to believe sometimes in what you believe in. And you might be in the minority and you may be in the majority, depending where you're at and when you're with and how you're with and who you're hanging out with. And sometimes there's a moment to speak and sometimes there's a moment just to be silent. And when the moment presents itself, it's tactful and understanding so people don't see you in a light that's uh, so awkward and differently than what you think. You know, we could be radical and one-sided in our thinking, but that never solves anything when we're radical and one-sided in thinking. It doesn't solve anything. It never works. It doesn't work because it never has worked. It still doesn't work. This is how people are so, can be so impressionable and can be controlled, so manipulated. Because we're fragile eagles, our fragile minds. And we think that we're so strong, we're so powerful, and we understand them, but yet we're so weak and so vulnerable because we're so wounded in our, our thinking in our feelings, and our emotions, in our indoctrinations, and in our belief systems, that we believe that we have to be this way. Half the time the world is the way it is because we believe that that's the way the world wants us to be, and that's the way it always has been, that's all the way it should been, should be. That's why people hang on to fraternities and sororities and all these different things, because it's always been that way. Do we need that kind of stuff? No, we don't need that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Oh, no, but it's tradition. It's tradition because somebody created the tradition. But there's also some people who say, hey, you know, we've had enough. You know, good example, there's some schools, you know, they've had hazing situations and, you know, coaches have been fired because they allowed that stuff to go. Northwestern, one of the most prestigious universities in the country, right? They had hazing issues. Because it's always been that way. That's what we do. You know what? There comes a point where people say, you know, I've had enough. This is, I don't want this anymore. This serves no purpose. I tried to go along with it. I tried to understand it, but I can't give myself away. And that's why we have to create healthy limits and boundaries with other people. Because if we don't, they're going to walk all over us. They're going to take advantage of us. People know who and when they can walk over. People know when they're being walked on, when they're being stomped on, when they're being abused. There's not one person who doesn't can't distinguish that, discern that. Body, mentally abled person. And I'm, that's what I'm talking about. There are some people who are not well, and there's nothing they can do. And there's nothing that they can process in that way in that moment in time. But the majority of those who are thinking, those of who are not in that compromised state, yeah. So the world as we know it, the world will be as we want to know it. We will create the world in, in our own image. Because that's what humans do. We create everything in our own image. Until it's no more. Until it's broken down and no longer serve us. All right, guys. The world we know it is done for tonight. <laughs> I hope I had some points in there that made sense. But sometimes I have to come on here and just talk about, you know, what's on my mind as well. I try not to make the show about myself and the, and the feelings that, that I feel sometimes, but. Sometimes I have to express, you know, what's on my heart about how I see the world as well. I will see some of you tomorrow. I will see some of you at Ash Cave on September 10th, 11 to 4. 
you know, for our Ash Cave German Gathering. Well, we have some other events coming up as well. So with that, I want to say goodnight, guys. Take care. Be well, and, you know, just do the best you can. Love you guys.